recording oh i forget we're doing this in person so in the three two one i'm so used to yeah ah there was no three two one there was no three two one you just pressed a button didn't you i did just okay. where cool so hello you're listening to thoughtless casual gaming with brett and jace we are a geelong based gaming podcast and we're back again after not even two weeks no guess who's back back again i feel like we've done that we have. Yeah. I think I sang it once. And yeah, that was a mistake. Was Who it? does sing that? Eminem. Yeah, we should probably leave it like that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. This is the kind of abuse I get on a daily basis, but that's fine. I'm used to it. You wouldn't have it any other way, let's be honest. No, I wouldn't. That's true. So, since we last recorded... There have been two things that have happened. Uh, firstly, it was Christmas, and secondly, New Year's. It is a new year. It is. Does that make it a new season? This season of what are we talking The podcast? I don't know. That's up to you. You're the one that numbers these. Oh, great. I know we're doing our 37th episode. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and we've had two mini episodes, which I haven't counted, which are for Patreon. So if you're a Patreon, you have access to probably about 10 minutes of me talking crap. I need to do more of those. Yes. You need to do some of them. That so would be that more. Like, it's not. Some would be good and some from you would be decent content. So mm, let's not push it. Yeah. Um, but since our last episode, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, I was about to launch into, well, things that I've watched, because I feel like that's the least hobby-related thing, but also I feel like it's also a good segue into what you've done, because often you have watched similar, True. if not the same things. Yes. So I'm going to hold off on that, and we're going to come thought. right back. Um, bought is an interesting term at this time of year, <laughs> because I have not done a significant amount of purchases yet my collection hath grown um which is glorious and this is a joy of also having a christmas birthday timing thing for my presents are combined and there comes an age where that is a useful thing it is so um Actually, and even before I get into the Christmas joy, a thing happened the other day that I never thought would actually physically happen, and that is I officially have my hands on our hobby homies <laughs> paint rack. <laughs> There's not many of those around. They're collector's items. I Yeah. I think that was their first ever event comp thing. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. So, 1991 was the year. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a joke that keeps on giving. Oh, it's glorious. It's my, but it's actually in my possession. So, now I need to put paint in it. That's a thing. Um, and the other fun bit of this is because I also managed to snag one of their recent monthly giveaways, mm -hmm. which is, but the paint did not come 
that giveaway paint did not come with the paint rack. Is so, this paint giveaway that you can put in paint? Give uh, no, paint they're different rack? sizes okay. at all. It doesn't work at all. But Fox had the paint rack. Shane has the paint, mm-hmm. and now we get to do a direct comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we will see what happened there. But anyway, that's glorious. So that's also coming. I'm getting some more Scale 75, the artist tubes, which I'm a massive fan of. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but then Christmas happened. Um, not much happened for Christmas. Uh, it's, it's kind of a non-event anyway. Um, but my birthday comes at the similar time of year. And that's kind of where the fun begins. So my lovely wife on very good advice, namely mine, um, <laughs> The best of advice. It's, it was the best thing because you there were that thing where you want something, you buy it. So you go, look, what the fuck do you actually want for your birthday? And I went, shit, I don't know, because I bought all the things that I want. <laughs> and I have been a steadfast, I made a wet palette. And it's mm-hmm. been my staple forever. And it does exactly the same job as everyone that's ever been bought. But it's something that I didn't own that she could buy me. So I suggested that she buys me a wet palette. Mm-hmm. So I have now one of the Redgrass games, the second version and the studio, like the extra large. It's fucking huge. Okay. It's the best thing in the world. There is so much room to put paint. Is um, it better than the old Chinese food container? With Look, it does the same job as the old Chinese food container, but it looks nicer. Uh, it makes my, yeah, my desk cool. look prettier. The actual chamois thing holds water okay. Um, I have no complaints about it. It was just that I did not want it. I could not justify spending the money on it mm-hmm. when I could make one for like a buck fifty. But I didn't spend the money on it. I mean, technically I did. What What's hers is mine. But um, this worked. But the yeah. other thing, also on great advice, um, a Vortex mixer. <sighs> I have I you have, got one. I yes, have one, and I am resurrecting. But I am basically a paint, like an acrylic Jesus. Damn it! I am. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Like I'm putting a little stainless steel shaker ball mm-hmm. and shaking paint that has been sitting in a rack for too long that has separated well beyond mm-hmm. what I thought was repairable and, you know, a little bit of time and some little, little buzzy fingers and it's a, it's a brave new world. Um, Don't tell me that. So that's it. I mean, your other option is you can come with all your paint and you can just sit there and, and, and mix. <laughs> that's an option Because that's more convenient for me than bringing the one little vortex mixer over <laughs> and just leaving it with you for an hour. That, that, that thought never crossed my head too. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, I was sitting here thinking, okay, well, what do I put the paint in to transport it over? I'm sure I've got boxes of some. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, no. um, so it's glorious and it's sitting on my painting desk and every time I want to do something and paint something and sometimes when I don't want to paint something, I'm just shaking things. You're just sitting there vibrating. Very much so. <laughs> um, that's pretty glorious. And then some other jerk just randomly dropped something in my letterbox the other day um, as a sort of bit of a Christmas slash birthday slash thing. Um, So I also ended up with Medusa and Black Bolt, which is the correct order in which to say it. It's not Black Bolt and Medusa. That's what it says in the box. The box is a misprint. Um, It is Medusa and Black Bolt um, for Marvel Crisis Protocol. So firstly, thank you. That was completely unexpected and appreciated. Um, it was Christmas and a birthday. It, it was all of those things. And I thought I should own up to it this year. 
<laughs> As opposed to last year where it took you six months to actually confirm. Well, I, I mean, I feel like we all knew what we knew, but it was also one of those things going like, I'm not going to say it first. If you're not going to say no, it first. Exactly. No, we all played that game forever. Um, but this was glorious. Um, so that moves me on to my painted things. Mm-hmm. Um, namely, Black Bolt and Medusa. Um, or Medusa and Black Bolt. Medusa and Black Bolt, as the case may be. And that's the order in which I painted them. And man, Medusa is a, a hunk of plastic. Mm-hmm. There's a she's lot, got a lot of hair. Yeah. And it's it's very solid and she's a hefty piece to pick up. It's, it's actually really nice. Because she's not one of those like Storm and a couple of those. Mm-hmm, where they're a bit flimsy. Very flimsy. And- no, she is rock solid. Um, so that was, they were actually really nice to paint. Um, that was, and look, they're not a hundred percent finished, but it's, it's pretty close. But I've seen them and they are looking pretty. Um, and with that, I had most of, if not all of my Marvel stuff that I planned on using anytime soon painted except for bases. So I went back and I started (laughs) doing bases. I spent a night just painting bases you're welcome. Um, they're not finished, but you know they are more base than they were before. Um, Which is saying something. Yeah, I mean, was it, that was it ever going to happen otherwise. That was the concern. <laughs> um, and then the only other thing, like I literally sat down to paint. I think it was before Christmas at some stage, and I sat down and went, "Fuck, I've got nothing that needs that isn't a base that needs mm-hmm. painting." Um, and I was kind of scrounging and I just found one of the, the vampires from Curse City. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a night just painting him because I ran out. He was primed, so I could. And he it was, was still ready. the dodgy prime, but it was it was still easier just to sit down and paint something than start something else. So when did we get those Curse City models? Ooh, when did Curse City first come out? Because then. Okay. Whenever that was. And because we went in with, there were eight of us eight. all up yep. and split the models. Haven't played the game. The game went out of production very quickly and is coming back now. Yeah. And I don't with, even think it's coming back as a limited release. I think no, it's just coming back. It's coming back with expansions. Oh, shit. So well, we're going to have to split those um, and then never play it. We're going to have to play the game. Mm. To I feel like... It, if there is a group of people I know that are notorious for buying into things and then never playing them. It's us. It is that group of people. So here we are. Um, But I have now painted. That is the second one that I have nearly painted from that box. I finished mine. Show off. Yeah, I know. Um, I thought there was a time limit or something on it, so I did them. Well, the time limit was before we play. Yes. So, so technically that time limit is still going. It is an infinite amount of time. Um, other things that have happened, I may have... You, you know that Lord of the Rings commission type deal I did that I raged about for most of this year? Yes. I haven't learned my lesson. What have you done? I may have picked up another not lord of the rings okay that was piece. um again limited number of models much nicer already assembled already mm-hmm. so i just need to lay paint on them and they're infinity models so they're a lot nicer to paint mm-hmm. and i'm actually feeling pretty confident that they will go together pretty quickly pretty nicely famous last words is this related to the paint rack oh, i picked them up at the same time <laughs> gotcha um 
So, look, there was mutual benefit. Um, somebody owns quite a number of 3D printers and would like to play Infinity without painting it. Mm-hmm. I have a mild terrain addiction and find painting Infinity a cathartic experience. When I first met you, you had a garage full of terrain. I think you've culled a bit since then, but... Yeah, I got rid of the 40K stuff. Um, So now you need to replace it with other stuff. Yes. Okay. That seems fair. Thought so. Like I, you can never have too much in the way of things. Like you know, I'm thinking more time. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking um, more time. Yeah. Like Marvel, I now have a table worth of Marvel terrain I need to paint. But can you have too many tables of Marvel terrain? I don't know. Um, Considering there's currently three of us playing. Well, that means we need at least one table. Well, we can convince somebody, and then we're two okay. that we have. But if we convince someone else, then that's seven. Yeah, that still doesn't math, does it? <laughs> Shit, math. It works. No, anyway. Um, so I feel like we can never have too much. Is the moral of the story there? Um, but I like terrain. It's pretty, and I want more. And I, I own a lot of files, like a lot of files. <laughs> <laughs> that I have not printed. Um, and if I don't have to print them, that's even better. So I may be picking up a small, let's call it a small infinity commission. It's mm-hmm. small. It's fine. Um, and then the only other thing that wasn't watching things was I got sick of having to refer to PDFs and things for rules mm-hmm. for Marvel Crisis yep. Protocol. Um, so I cracked the shits and printed some rule books and the new cards for things that had been updated. So there they are now done. I picked them up today from Officeworks, which was glorious. They're um, very pretty. Thank you very much. I like the, the little, I was worried that printing them in like in an A5 was going to make them hard to read, but I don't think so. Um, and now I just need to laminate the actual cards. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. I'll, I'll cuddle them up and, and laminate them and they're all good. And then on to the segue piece. So things I have watched. Um, so just chime in yep, <laughs> as sure. needed. Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Completed. Done. Finished. We got up to episode five last episode. Yes. And then the sixth and final episode came out just before Christmas, I think. Yeah. From memory. Which, I mean, it happened like just before Christmas. So it was a very, like, it was a mm. fourth wall yep. type deal there, um, which was kind of nice. I ultimately, like flat out, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked Clint Barton as a real human. Yes. I liked Kate Bishop as an overall character. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they brought back, and let's look, let's put the spoiler alert in now. Um, yeah, it's it. I'm going to say it. I like the fact that they brought back Wilson Fisk. What? When did that happen? Oh, shut up. Okay. Um, I. He was good. He was good. He was good. It was uh, not the Wilson Fisk I expected. It's the one from Daredevil. So, yes, and it was the. Did right you actor. watch Daredevil? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think. 
it was the right actor. It was mm-hmm. the right yeah, everything. Agreed. And I like the fact that they've now made Daredevil with the inclusion of Matt Murdock in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made him uh, actual part of the MCU. Um, I just felt Kingpin was very hands-on for Kingpin. Well, it was... He he kind of is a hands-on guy. Like, if you, if you think the Crisis Protocol, for example... He does a lot of hitting in that. Like he's he's a tough guy. He's he's big, but it's not fat. It's all muscle. Yeah, I I think going from Daredevil to this though, he played in the gutter a lot more mm-hmm. than he did in Daredevil, yep. where he kind of sat in his ivory tower mm, and true. he was kind of the final boss fight almost. Whereas this, he started like his first appearance. He's getting his hands dirty, which was. Interesting and unexpected. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't expecting so much punching. No. And I don't know Kingpin enough to know know really what his powers are, that sort of thing, but he can obviously take a hit. Yeah, and he did. And dole it out as well. Yeah, and I mean, he's a scary dude. Mm. I like it. I know there's been a little bit of kind of up in arms around the whole um, Agent 19 thing. Is it 19? I think it's 19. So the Shield Watch. Oh, okay, yep, yep. Um, Because now that they've officially made Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. not canon, Mm -hmm. um, they've basically recast Mockingbird. Oh, as Clint Barton's wife. Okay. That's that the, look, you know, that was not obviously fully explained. No. The the Rolex was to a point, but left very much open. Yeah. So, and it was literally the number mm-hmm. is the agent number, which gotcha. is the same one. Um so I mean I know people are there's some people that are a little bit upset by that. I like the fact that there's a little bit of a backstory to the two now. Yes. Yes. Um so, if you completely ignore Ag- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as we all probably should, it wasn't that good. I um, watched an awful lot. I know. I, I started and then went, no, nah, I, can, I can do better than this. Um, yeah, I didn't hate that. What I'm... I'm really curious to see the spin-offs potentially mm-hmm. from this with Echo. Yep. Um, I'm not 100% sure that... Kate Bishop has been set up to be enough. Probably not, probably not enough, but is the next iteration going to be... They're probably not going to be as professional, let's say, as the current iteration. So, I mean, if you look at it this way, we've got, we've got new Hawkeye, we've got new Widow, we've got new Cap. Uh, they're not A graders yet No And realistically Even though the, You know Strange Wanda mm-hmm. Captain Marvel All Are heavy hitters They're not very they, You know They probably don't have The same tactical acumen They don't have the same You know yep. Decision making skills That the last lot had mm. Not that You know you know, I'm thinking Tony Stark in particular. Big dude. Maybe some questionable decisions. But anyway. Um, yeah. 
you know, so there's there's a lot of that, and I think that will be part of it. But I almost feel like they need a second season of Hawkeye just to make Kate Bishop more of a badass, mm-hmm. to be able to stack up. Otherwise, she is playing very much second fiddle to the the level of badassery that they've set up Falcon. Yep. As as an example, um, but ultimately it was fun. It, again, it was pitched at the right pace. It was the right level of action. It was the right level of humor. It was the right level of family fun. It was the right level of. I feel like it was the right level of risk for TV show. Where would you rate it in the current scheme of things as far as TV shows? Wonder Vision is still the pick of the litter. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard when so many of them are different paced yeah. to compare apples and apples. Um, I think just going by an enjoyment rating, I think I enjoyed Hawkeye more than any of the others. Okay. Uh, WandaVision probably second. Falcon Winter Soldier I enjoyed more than I thought I would. Yep. Loki I enjoyed less than I thought I would. Agreed. Is that it? Uh, what if? Oh, yeah. What if can stay down the bottom? Agreed. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. And I do. You know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm thinking is Hawkeye or Falcon Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which is the one that I enjoyed the most. And I feel like this was the one I enjoyed. I probably enjoyed this the most. I liked the fact that Falcon and Winter Soldier was such an MCU tie-in, and this feels a mm-hmm. little bit separate at this point in time. Yeah. No, I get that. I know that they've. You know, they've got. Yelena in there. They've got a lot of this kind of stuff playing on, but it was it was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see what they do with another one. Um, so there was that. I am still working through, but currently season two of The Witcher mm-hmm. is my... Have not started yet. Okay. Henry Cavill is still amazing. He, you know, and as much as he is turned out to be Lord of the Nerds, he's just the perfect man. <laughs> is there anything he's so dreamy? Um, and I've actually seen people get annoyed by the fact that you know he is being lauded as the Lord of the Nerds. Um, anyway, I just think it. The fact that he is so open and upfront and honest and unquestionably cool that he can bring what is often a stereotyped hobby into a limelight and just stand by it and go, what, you're going to tell me that Superman's not, not you know, a pretty wicked-ass dude? Yep. Um, look at this chin. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> like. What do you question? Um, if Superman plays Warhammer, why the hell aren't you? Yeah, this is it. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think it's kind of cool, but not maybe to the level of. Uh, yeah, I've seen people going, "Oh, we need Henry, uh, bloody uh, Superman painting tutorials." I'm like, "Oh, maybe, maybe just, just calm." The dude just likes his hobby. Yep, he's allowed. Um, it's good. It is what I expected from season one. Um, there is infinitely less jumping around in time. Okay, that's which good. I absolutely love. Um, it's still really complicated. Okay. Uh, it, like it's, 
And I don't know whether it's that it's come from the games and there's already an established plot, but there's just, you start, you know, I'm doing the whole, oh, hang on, who is that? And where are you tied to? And who is that? And who's that guy? And where's he come from? So there's just a Definitely lot of, got to do the recap before I start watching season look, two. And we did a short recap, but it was not enough. I should okay. have gone back and done a better one. Um, Cause there's a recap built into the, you start watching it. It's like recap season one. Yes. Um, it was not enough. Um, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just one of those ones where I am I'm currently like I'm watching it with my wife and she keeps pausing it and going, No, wait, hang on, who is that guy? And why is he there and what's going on? And often in these instances I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy to write it and find out. Yep. Um <laughs> she's less like that. But anyway. Say like one of my one of my watching experiences. So like I got very heavily into Game of Thrones. It was one of those shows that I watched because everybody else was watching and by about episode seven of season one, I'm like, I still don't get it. Like, why is this what everybody's talking about? And then episode eight happened and I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. But one of the best things I did was when season one came out on Mm Blu-ray, they had this option which was pretty much would give you on screen the name of each character that was currently in that (laughs) scene. A little health bar. (laughs) And you could could select that to get a little history. Okay. So, you know, that's how I learned that Theon Greyjoy was not actually a Stark because I just assumed he was, for example. So... Yes, it, it feels like you need a bit of that because mm. there's a lot of characters coming in. There's a lot of kind of characters that maybe only played a, a bit part in season one now stepping okay. into a little, and you're like, wait, who the fuck are you? Why mm. do you have, who's this, rela- how did this relationship happen? Anyway, um, and still trying to work out who's from Nilfgaard and who's from the North and who's from, it's, it's hard work. It's good, but it's just a little bit of joining dots. Gotcha. And then... And then... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So, I found out that, hey, we're going to watch this on Wednesday. So, Mm -hmm. Tuesday night, I forced the wife to watch Far From Home. Good. Because she had not seen it. And, God, that was a good decision because they pick up right right? (laughs) eye. There's no gap in between. Negatory. Spider-Man, the movie that everyone is going nuts about. Did you go nuts? I won't say. I I actually, I feel like I went nuts less than, so again, I went and saw it with the wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she walked out going, this was amazing, mm-hmm. more than I did. Likewise. Same here. I, I mean, there were actual tears in the cinema. From the person sitting next to me. Okay, we didn't point. go that far. But um, Andrew Garfield did good though. Andrew Garfield is a great Spider-Man. Like I got pissed because they only went to two for him because I really enjoyed him as Spider-Man. Toby has his moments. Mm. Uh, and, and Tom Holland, nothing to take away from Tom Holland. He He's really good, but I really liked Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And, um, and- that the one scene that really did it for me we have said spoilers. I'm not going to go too spoiler heavy. I mean, obviously, if you've paid attention to anything, you know that the three Spider-Men are in this film. Mm-hmm. That scene 
where Andrew jumps after MJ yep. and gives her back to mm-hmm. Tom. Like, that was emotional. And it was emotional without him actually doing exactly. anything. And that that's was, the bit I really liked. And if you didn't know, you wouldn't have known. No. And I explained that to the wife after because she hasn't seen either of the Andrew Garfield films. Yeah. And she was like, oh. Mm. Yeah. But he played that so well. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't scripted. It wasn't anything. It was mm. just moment on camera, which I really liked. And I also really liked there was one there where they're just talking shit about all the stuff that they'd done. Mm-hmm. And he starts to get a little bit insecure about yes. his, his street cred. Um, and again, it was those moments that mm-hmm. I think um, he out outperformed the other two. As much as I like, I think Tom Holland as Spider-Man is... The he's, perfect, yeah, it's he's great. perfect. He's perfect as Spider Man and perfect as Peter. Whereas, which way around was it? I think it's been a while since I've seen the others, but I think Toby was better as Peter than as Spider Man, and Andrew was better as Spider Man than as Peter. Yeah, I think I'd, that's I'd, the way I'd around. But Andrew, I always loved him as Spider-Man and I always felt that those two... like There was a scene in, I think it's the first Spider-Man where he catches a thief trying to break a car and the thief comes at him and just the the reaction that that Andrew gives is like, oh no, my biggest weakness is knives or whatever it Mm. was. It's just, it's spot on. It's like Spider-Man smartass. Yeah. Equally, I think the thing that was mildly disappointing was that his, so the Andrew Garfield bad guys were kind of given a little bit more, like it was more lip servicey. Yes. Doc Ock was still the big, uh, Green Goblin is still a big. Yeah, I mean they're they're the two big ones. Uh, I mean, how much how much electro do you really want though? I mean, not much to no. be honest. But it was it was a pretty lame ass character arc, mm-hmm. um, and Lizard basically didn't appear. Who was the other guy? There were two villains in Amazing Spider-Man Two, weren't there? Ignoring crazy Russian mob guy in a mechanical rhino suit, <laughs> I was sure there was another another bad guy. I, thought, I was sure it wasn't just electric. But like I said, it's been ages since I saw it. Yeah, and uh, we definitely didn't want. Topher Grace's Venom. No. Spider-Man 3, nobody wanted that back. Agreed. It, look, we also didn't want Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3, to be honest. He aged, by the way. He has anyway, aged, he's, he? Yeah. It, it, what was it? it was 17 credible. years between films oh, for him. Look, it, physically, it's yeah. been years. I completely get that, too. But he starts being less credible mm. as, as Peter Parker. And they de-aged. Uh, um, Doc Ock I Mm -hmm. forget the actor's name But yeah Yeah Yeah. Um, Look ultimately Good movie Mm -hmm. Ultimately great concept Ultimately you know I like a lot about it Um, It seemed to me like there were some parts in the middle That just kind of went on for a bit Yeah and And I don't know if that was just me I very much on the same as you. I really enjoyed it, but it didn't. I don't know which boxes it didn't tick, but it didn't tick them all. Well, the piece I'm confused about with it is how does this 
contribute to the overall MCU story? Well, technically, this is the third of the Spider-Man trilogy, but now they're talking that they might sign him on for another three. Yeah. I mean... It's more into the Spider-Verse... It, it is. ...than it is MCU. But we already had Multiverse from Loki. Mm-hmm. We're getting multiverse in Doctor Strange. Yeah, and look, I was probably more surprised that a TV series opened up such a massive part of the MCU. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that they opened that with Loki more than with a Doctor Strange movie. Yep. Um, But it felt like we definitely had a potential out for Mm -hmm. Tom Holland there. Mm -hmm. If he does walk away at the end of this, cool story. Yep. Um, they can sign up a Miles Morales. They can sign up a, and, and that's probably be your pick. Let, oh, absolutely. And they even referenced it with Electro. Oh, with it. Yeah. yeah. Black Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked that. Yeah, I did too. Um, you know, they, they could, they could do a lot there, whether Tom Holland stays or goes, but I feel like all this really did is potentially prove why Doctor Strange is still not qualified to be the Sorcerer Supreme and why he's still on the Avengers B team. <laughs> and B kind of just reset the last Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it was a... It was a actually, you know what is... Control-Alt-Delete for Spider-Man. You know what it really made me think of is I remember a an interview with... It was somebody in the Disney, like mm-hmm. it might have even been a Walt Disney kind of interview, um, where the question was asked, why do you keep killing off everyone's parents? <laughs> Every Disney princess, you know, has, yep. has no parents. And the the response was something along the lines Darkness, of... no parents. Sorry, I got <laughs> <laughs> um, But the response was something along the lines of, um, all these movies are about, coming of age, growing up. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to force that is to remove the support network. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to do that in, you know, a tiny little snippet of a large movie is to just knock the parents on the head. Yep. Um, and it feels like they've given Tom Holland the Disney princess <laughs> treatment and they've just removed his entire support network. Yes. And now either he stands up on his own two feet and is a big boy Mm -hmm. um, and that's how they enforce him to be enough of a contender to be in the Avengers moving on or he doesn't renew his contract and disappears and that's okay too. Yep. Now I've just got Spider-Man Disney Princess image in my head. Tom Holland is now officially a Disney Princess as far as I'm concerned. Um, He's the newest one since the Xenomorph, isn't he? Now the Alien 20th Century Fox is owned by Mm. Disney and the Alien Queen is now a Disney princess. Well, is a queen a princess? I mean, she was. Yeah. She is in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, ultimately, liked the movie. Just had questions around what Mm. it brings to the overall... I like the fact they did a live-action Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. The animated one was more ridiculous, but pretty damn good. Yeah. Just needed a (laughs) Spider-Ham. 
I was waiting for a reference. Oh, I was too. Um, but alas. Anything else? No, that's that's lots. That's that and is I feel a like fair effort. Segwayed rather well. Yes. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I've watched that apparently you haven't uh, is one episode of the book of Boba Fett. And interesting side note, apparently my phone's autocorrect for some reason changes Boba to boobs. So the amount of times I've... Book of boobs, Fett. Yeah, look, I've, I've asked people if they've... Nearly asked people if they've seen the book of boobs yet. Uh, first episode... Fet is short for fetish, right? So it's boobs fetish. <laughs> the book of boobs fetish. But is boobs a fetish? Because I feel I feel like fetish is sort of a like more of a niche. It depends. Depends on the boobs. Yeah. Where did I mean, how did we get no? <laughs> no one said they had to be human. No. Okay, so total recall. Yeah, right. Um episode one. Really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I was hopeful not. Yeah. Look, Mandal- Mandalorian was great. Yes. But I didn't expect this episode to hold up the way it did. Okay. And it's sort of the way they've done it is it's sort of half flashbacks. So one of the first things you see is how the hell Boba escaped. Dun, dun, dun. So that was, I mean, they needed to do that. But yeah, yeah, God, it was, look, I'm very excited for the next episode. I very much enjoyed it. So, but yeah, it's, it's one episode out of seven and they're bloody weekly. So... It's going to be one of those type of things. Yeah. I held off the Mandalorian a long time and then I got to binge the shit, all mm-hmm. of them. I can't do that, especially after seeing the first episode. There's like I'll be seeing every Wednesday, I suppose it is. Uh, but that's it for TV watching stuff for me. Uh, Christmas came along. Christmas was Christmas. Fuck, I'm glad there's only one a year. Look, Christmas, I love, love, love Christmas for what it does to my kids. Every other part of me hates it. So <laughs> uh, it's it's a hard time of year. I said this time uh, before. Um, it's a very difficult time of the year for a lot of people because it's Christmas. Everybody seems to be happy. Every, you know, it's all family and presents and celebrations. And when that's not ringing true to you, December can be an absolute bitch of a thing to get through. But Christmas has come and gone. I did get a couple of things, which I will mention. So a couple of us at work started giving presents out. I did get given the Goblin Loon Boss on the Cave Squeak model, Ooh. which is a very cool model. He is. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it I mean, because uh, it's 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 a great looking model. Yes. Alice has already painted one. Mm-hmm. I can't compete with that. 
plus I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't use it in anything. So I if I paint it, it's going to be like for a, a thing, a mantelpiece thing. So yeah, I haven't worked out how to tackle that yet. Uh, I also got, this was probably one of the best things, but I got, I went to one of my work colleagues' art show, art exhibition mm -hmm. just before Christmas. Is this Lockie's one? This is Lockie's one. And you appeared on the show, so we, we can yes, talk quite about it. Yeah, we absolutely. know who that was. We can talk shit about him. Uh, as he's affectionately, affectionately or not affectionately known at work as half scale because he's half the size of a real person. Yeah. Uh, his art show was very cool. Had a lot of, a lot of really interesting pieces and I, I had my eye on one of them and I said, give me one of those. Uh, not meaning give me, meaning I will pay you for yes, one of those, please. but he gave it to me for Ooh, Christmas, shit. so that was really fucking sweet. Uh, and then from the wife, I got a nice little present, which I bought for myself a couple of weeks before Christmas. <laughs> she nicely wrapped it, which was a, you may have seen them, there are, there's a whole series of helmets done by Lego. Mm -hmm. I got the Boba Fett one. So it's a little mini Boba Fett helmet, which thankfully kept my mind a bit busy Christmas evening. So I got that done. He's upstairs. He looks fantastic. I held off on buying myself anything around about December. Post-Christmas. Let's go for it. So... <laughs> When was it? it? Was Boxing Day? Release the hounds. I was feeling, I hands. was again feeling pretty pretty average. So I messaged our old friend Bradley, and I said, "Have you got any of this yet uh, left?" And he said, "I've got one. Would you like it?" And I said, "Actually, before I said that, I went to the wife. I'm like, can I spend my Christmas bonus early before I get it?" She's like, absolutely. So I'm like, cool. So I went and picked up Dungeon Ball. Yeah. And so I've now got that in my my possession, and I'm very happy about that. The other day, I went in to throw the dice because I thought Rich has been really good and had the corn pitch for mm -hmm. Blood Bowl on hold for me for too long. So I thought, I've got to finally pick that up. So I went and picked that up. And while I was there, Alice popped in and her and Rich were talking, basing. And they're going back and forth and this conversation is going back and forth. And I thought to myself, oh, I was going to do these really cool bases on the Corn Blood Bowl team. The, the Corn Blood Bowl team was something that I had picked up and put down and picked up and put down and picked up and put down that evening and been very strong, held off it, bought the pitch by itself. Ten minutes later, they're still talking bases, and I'm like, fine, whatever. So I picked that up. <laughs> You've convinced me. Twist my yes. arm, why don't you? So I bought that. Uh, and then the last little thing, which is not sort of hobby-related, but my... At work, a couple of things have come in, and one of which was a particular pop vinyl. And I thought, oh, look, it doesn't do anything for me, but I'll message the wife, see if she wants it. So she said, yes, I would. 
And I'm like, well, there's not really too much spending money in the account at the moment. It's all sort of divvied up and we've got things coming and there's more pay coming. It's like it's that sort of pre-spending moment. Yep. So I'm like, oh, well, I could just buy it or I could push the amount up a little bit and maybe after pay and then I don't have to think about it for a couple of weeks. Future me's problem is Future me's problem, exactly. So what did I need? I needed, you know, a little bit to push it up to the old afterpay level. And then I thought to myself for a while and I thought, nah, there's nothing really I need. And then realised that there was something out the back which not only pushed it up to the afterpay <laughs> level but doubled that, which was Castle Grayskull. So Masters of the Universe Origins, Castle Grayskull came out. I had one out the back and so I picked it up today and as you saw earlier, it is upstairs put together looking pretty decently close to the original. It is very like, I, I looked at it and went, oh, it's Grayskull and I looked and went, wait, it's slightly different to yes. the Grayskull I remember mm. from my childhood. Why is it different? And is it my memory that's distorted? Or? No, it, it is slightly different, but the majority of it's there. The weapon racks are there. The little thing that they fight, that they punch, and it goes around and hits them in the back. That's there. The little the trapdoor has got the, the same artwork on it. The stickers are all there. It's just, yeah, it's glorious. So I picked that up today. So how soon do you reckon they're going to bring out a snake mountain with a little microphone in the snake? Well, that's the thing. So, let's just say Castle of Grayskull, Mattel, Origins line, two hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Super Seven had the line for Masters before Mattel just got it back, mm-hmm. and when Mattel got it back, they released these Origins line, which are basically the old models, old action figures, but with extra joints. So instead of None. Yeah, they've got like a knee joint and an elbow. elbow joint. So, before Super 7 gave it back, they released their version of Snake Mountain, which came out this year, start of this year, I think, from memory. Mm. But it was like Super 7 size Snake Mountain, so it was slightly bigger. It's probably about double the size. Maybe, and that was a good, I think, retail on that was 1700 Holy mother of God. Something um, along those lines, maybe 1300 I don't know, oh I Lord, did not buy it. But if they do release Grayskull, as uh, Snake Mountain in Origins. I mean, I used to have, I used to have Grayskull, my brother used to have Snake Mountain. We had them as kids. If they release the bloody, uh, the Terra, what was it called? Terra Pitch? The Horde one, which had the little puppet mm-hmm. thing that you put your hand oh, in. Oh, yes, yeah, I never had that one. Oh, uh, yeah, we had that too. And yeah, if they release that, I want that too. And uh, It just brings up the dilemma, though, that you know, now I have a Grayskull upstairs. I have about half a dozen, maybe eight of the original masters action figures and i have three of the origins ones just the main three so skeletal he-man hordak Mm -hmm. still sealed still unpunched card do i open them so i can display them with grayskull i think that seems to be the thing to do 
I mean, this this ultimately comes down to whether they exist to be displayed with grayscale or whether they exist to be new in box, unpunched. I'm not a new in box guy. I don't know why I do it sometimes. I don't do it often. I don't know why I did it with these ones. Because you didn't have grayscale. Maybe. Maybe that was the deciding factor. All right, good. Okay, we sorted. All right, shall we take Still a break so I can go upstairs and open them and <laughs> come back and let's talk about the year that was. We could find out whether they smell the same as the originals. You know that smell that the originals mm-hmm. had when you crack the mm-hmm. box? That is currently an unknown. <laughs> Just saying. And break. <laughs> And we're back. Three, two, one. Did we get the three, two, one this time? No. Do you want me to go back and do it? Um, if I no. do, it, if I go back, do I then have to count an increase? Like, do I have to go one, two, three? Because we're going backwards. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how that would work. Oh, well, we are back. We have closed the front door, so maybe there'll be less background noise. I don't know maybe if not. it got picked up. Maybe not. Uh, we are recording this in basically my lounge area, which is a little bit different to where we normally record, so it might be a bit echoey. The, yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. But that's all right. Occasional yeah. cat. This is the, the level of professionalism you have come to know and expect from us. So I feel like they, they listen to get an insight into our worlds, and mm. this is basically just increasing the immersion. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. You're welcome. Okay, cool. Uh, it is 2022. Fuck me. I had to write that that down once today and it did my head in. Uh, So let's just have a look back on 2021. Do we have to? Let's look back on the good things of 2021. All right. So this will be short, guys. (laughs) It won't be long. Uh, We just thought we'd go through a couple of our highlights and yeah, just a little bit of a hobby rundown of the year. Did you have anything, any particular achievement or thing that you're most proud of that stood out to you? Most proud of? What? Wasn't ready for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> did we write that? Was that one of the questions? I don't remember. No, that look, being this one was of the, the first thing I wrote down. 
oh, I see what you've done here. <laughs> you <laughs> answered a different set of questions and then have thrown them at me. Did we just come up with our own lists? And- I, I think so. Um, the thing I was most proud of, I mean, apart from not just murdering a bunch of people. That's pretty good. Which I thought was right up there, to be honest, because <laughs> I have become a grumpy old bastard. <laughs> More so. Yeah, like a whole lot. Um, no, look, there were a couple of moments there that I thought were, were pretty pretty nice. Probably most notably picking up the um, the prize for the Blood Bowl Painter mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, which I did not at all expect, especially with the number of entries over categories and, and things like that. Um, you know, as I've kind of talked about previously, I feel like I, I maybe chose well mm-hmm. which helped that but it, it regardless there were a lot of amazing entries um and to pick up you know the the ultimately the prize was cool like and you've already got the prize yeah so it's the the succubus vampires i ended up getting mm-hmm. the full team mm-hmm. which is very pretty That's a very nice prize those, um, those succubus teams like uh, that um Sladeshi one i have been looking at for I don't know how long. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I did the same thing. I I did a real toss up between the succubus and the Grebo dark elves before mm-hmm. I bought the Grebo ones. I'm not even sure what swung it to be honest. Um, so to have the vampires, which is another one of the teams I was really eyeing off, was was super cool. And like the prize is cool, but actually just just winning the category mm-hmm. was was kind of uh, pretty amazing. So I will chalk that one up as the the official highlight. I think that's fair. For me, it was the painting. I really pushed myself. I ended up missing, and I'm pissed about this, but I missed 32 days of painting last year. That is still not a lot of days. So 333 days? Sure. Yep. Yeah, of matters. painting. Uh, I was really <laughs> wanted to keep it at 31 because then I could say that I painted for 11 months of last year, but... What if it was a leap year? It wasn't. I know, but if it was a leap year, it, that sort of was a math. But no, no. Anyway, I'm trying to help. You, you're not. What if it was a lunar year? Surely there's a planet where that... <laughs> there was a, there, I don't know. Not in this solar system. Yeah. But yeah, 32. Like, I got to 31. I'm like, that's it. That's the last one. I, I can't miss any more. And then there was one day last week. When was it? It was like it's like two or three days before the new year when I was doing. I was reorganizing the man cave and I was doing a whole heap of things. And about three or four times during the day, I thought to myself, uh, "This is the stuff that I'm going to paint today." And I woke up the following morning and realized that I had not done any the of things. It was just the one thing. It was like. I had this plan and that was my thing and I was I just never actually did it. But number of models painted I didn't finish the dwarves. And they were naked and everything. They you didn't naked. even have to paint their clothes. I know, I know, because uh, I've still got them upstairs. There's still a number of different colours to put on them. Uh, but dungeon bowl chests count? It's your your fucking. They d- no, I, I d- that wasn't a question. Okay, good. They count. No good. So I did three of them, hundred and fifty. Oh, nailed it. 
I see why you've done the dungeon ball chest. I see what's happened uh, to you. I could have kept going last night, too. Like, I finished off the, the, the lids for the three of them last night, and I could have, I have done, you know, the insides of the other three. I could have very easily finished off the three but lids. It is a nice round number. It was, and it's nice and easy to remember. So, for me, that was, that was my achievement this year. Let's just keep it positive. So. I mean, is that talking about painting or just yes. attitude? Or <laughs> no, painting, not attitude. Yeah, God, no. Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> we want achievable goals, guys. It's about smart targets. It's, it's That's it. That's it. Uh, so, what was the f- best model that you painted? Your favorite, the one you're most proud of. Would that be the same one? Would that oh, be the- look? It's on the list. Yeah. Um, and the problem is, is I had I, I started thinking th- through this before the episode when we were chatting, and there are probably like four models that I was really happy with over the course of the mm-hmm. year. So that was one of them. Um, uh, Ilva. So that's the the chick on the wolf. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was uh that was another hobby homies. That was wasn't yeah, it? Yep. that was in their winter comp. Mm-hmm. Um Galadriel, which yep. was the throw the dice random mm-hmm. one. And actually from the I don't know which was it the autumn hobby homies comp, the atomic girl I oh, did yes. for yep. that. Yep, yep. Are probably the four that I put the most effort into and I'm most happy with the results. And with all of them, there are things I am not happy with. <laughs> But so, this is you, so... Oh, yeah, but I mean, realistically, so if we we burn through that, the, the Atomic Girl was actually pretty close to how I wanted it to look, except for the overall the overall base is way too big, mm-hmm. um, which just, it, it kind of doesn't, it ruins the composition. I feel like if I had to just tighten that the hell up... Was that... She, did she come with a base? No. No, so that so was, it was all, all scratch you. built and I just made it too big. Um, and didn't put enough stuff on it and didn't, didn't spend, I rushed it. It was like a night or two's worth of work. On the base? On the base. So you didn't put enough effort into the base? No. It doesn't sound like you. And I had grand plans and then I put the whole thing off until too late and then I didn't do them and then I wasn't happy with them. (laughs) Funny that. (laughs) Fuck, are you my parents? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that was her. Um, Gladrail, apart from being a Lord of the Rings model and just completely the wrong scale <laughs> to paint well, um, the, the freehand on the base upsets me to no end, um, only because I had to do it twice. And I think I'm slightly happier with the first attempt that was backwards <laughs> than I am with the second attempt that's facing the right way. Always the way. Um, and again... I may have left things a little bit until the last minute um, and didn't get to do like the second and third applications of water effects before I had to enter photos. So I wanted a little bit more of a three-dimensional look to it Mm -hmm. that I did not end up getting. Um, So again, not 100% happy with that. Did you win that competition? Maybe. I think I got a prize for that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the prize was because there was multiple categories. Rich doesn't like sticking to the standard format, which no, I appreciate. Which is why we like him um, so much. Ilva, again, it, I spent a lot of time on it. I learned a lot about working with large-scale resin kits mm-hmm. and, you know, just apparently what is now part and parcel of, of using those kind of models that they come not quite fitting sometimes. They come a okay. little bit warped. They need a little bit of love and care. The eye and pushing ex- and shoving. Yeah. And I expected 
them to be a higher quality assembly and everything than than other stuff and that is apparently not the case um so i should have spent a lot more time in the prep and assembly and and that kind of stuff that i did not um which affected the overall piece and then i may have left things last minute a little bit um but it was an online competition, right? Yeah. So I get to take photos from any angle that I want, which mm-hmm. means I don't necessarily have to finish painting the back. <laughs> have you finished painting No. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near to the same level that I did the front because I knew it was never going to be seen by that. Is it at least undercoated? Yeah. No, it's painted. But I, I, didn't I reckon it would be even funnier though if it was not undercoated. Which is <laughs> not at all. No, I, I, was, I spent a lot of time texturing fur. Mm-hmm. And putting fur on this bloody wolf, and I started on the back and went, "Wait, I'm just not going to photograph it from this angle," <laughs> and then did the rest of it. So that was that was never done. So a lot of learnings out of that one, and and some bits where I just went, "Fuck it," and I'm never going back because I've taken <laughs> photos of it now, so it's done. Um, and then the nobility ringer for the blood bowl painter competition. So there are two things. One, read the fucking rules and actually put it on the right base, dickhead. <laughs> Thankfully, nobody gave a shit. Um, and two is... Again, probably because you put no effort into the base. I put very little effort into the base. Like, I just... Well, I didn't want it to be a standout thing. Um, like if, if that base had been like a full diorama with you know other players falling over and shit like that, then there's no way. <laughs> completely. And that's what they were trying to avoid, but... I didn't do that, and I managed to get away with it. Um, but I know for a fact that I didn't paint the eyes on that sucker because I took the photo from a slightly top-down thing, and he's got a very sort of protruding mm-hmm. helmet. Um, you and your photos. So I was going to, and then I looked at sort of a work-in-progress photo. I went, wait, I can't see them. What the <laughs> fuck am I doing? <laughs> I'm on a deadline. Um so I didn't. Um, so again, there are bits in that that are not finished. That uh, you know, if you literally picked up the model and scrutinised, that it wouldn't actually stand up mm-hmm. as much as it probably should. Um, so they are probably the four that I am most happy with, and they are the four reasons I am not happy with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So the ones that I'm happy with, I am happy with. Teach not, me. Uh, not unhappy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, probably, like, surprisingly, it wasn't what I thought it would be, but I think the one I'm most proud of was uh, Gorslav, the gravekeeper from Coast City. So he was one that I was doing live on Twitch, and he's a big sort of, you know, zombie-esque. He's got, like, a kind of a almost a Silent Hill-type headset thing on and he's got these long flowing robes around the bottom half of him and he was one of those ones that I started in contrast and as soon as I'd done it I didn't like it I'm like this has not turned out the way I wanted it to and so I left him for a while and then went back and went, oh, okay, how the hell am I going to fix this? And started layering up on top of it. I think that was probably the moment that I realized that, you know, I think, I mean, for Marvel all year I have painted 
my Marvel Crisis protocols just with contrast. And it has worked. Like 95% of those are just contrast. Uh, you know, you might use the, like the, a pink for the tongue of Toad, for example, which is not contrast. But this one was the first one where I went, okay, well, contrasts work, seem to work really well here as the starting point. And as soon as I layered on some red onto the contrast that I had already done, he looked infinitely better. And I just kept going. And I was really proud of him. And I did like this little like lava crackle base, which is totally not appropriate for Coast City, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> he was the one I was most fond of because it was just, again, it was that turning point for me where I'm like, there are different ways to use these contrast paints. And what works for one model is not going to work for another. Other than that, uh, there were two little sets which I did, which I was really happy with, both of which I kind of followed for the most part, the GW tutorials. And that was the, the Vampires for Underworlds and the um, Delac, 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 for uh, Necromunda. So four vampires, ten necromunda dudes that seemed to take me forever but as soon as they were done i'm like shit i'm really happy with these so yeah. and they were the first models that i've painted the bases separately and that um, i mean even on some of them you can't see an awful lot of the bases anyway but uh i like the fact that i did that i don't think i'll be doing it for very many models but <laughs> no, it I worked for them because there's such a difference between the base and the model too. Yes. Um, it's not like they're standing in a muddy field and the mud is halfway up the road. Yes. Like you, you, I think it, standing on metal and they're wearing big, giant brown trench coats. Yeah. And the contrast between the base and the, the, the model itself works really well. But that was me. Again, talk to me about how you're actually happy with things because I'm, I'm yet to experience that. Well... I, I will paint models. Generally, I paint for... See, I don't enter an awful lot of competitions, mainly because I don't like getting judged. I don't like spending a lot of time on a model and thinking, I'm really happy with this, and then getting a 6 out of 10. That just that totally deflates me. So I don't enter a lot of competitions. So I paint models to use them. So I don't paint models to display or to enter competitions. I paint them to use them. And generally, if I paint something, it's usually good enough. You know, there's been one or two I've painted this year that I'm like, yeah, nah, not 100% on that one, but it'll do for the game if I use it in the game sort of thing. So when I'm painting a squad or a team or something like that and they turn out better than I was expecting, you know, especially like following some of those Warhammer, those Warhammer videos are actually really good. Even if you don't follow the color scheme and you just follow the style, you know, it's like use a paint here, then do a dry, dry brush here, then do an edge highlight here or something, whatever they're saying. I used, I mean, wasn't this, it wasn't last year, it was the year before, I think, or the year before that, but the McGaw's Fiends, Mm -hmm. uh, Underworld's corn team I followed the GW guide exactly apart from the fact that they're corn so all corn models are red 
Uh, so any time GW said paint red, I painted purple. Close enough. <coughs> Excuse me. I will not. Oh, okay. Uh, but watching those videos and painting to that style and then the end result being somewhat close to what they get on the videos is actually quite, for me, uplifting. Definitely. Yeah. No, that's fair. Because, I mean, I also know sometimes those videos are a little bit like you have got professional painters who spend all day every day painting a lot of things and sometimes the G-Dub kind of walkthroughs skip steps. Yes. And sort of you go from, you know, step one, undercoat the thing step two throw some color on it step three it's finished and all of a sudden it it looks a thousand times better yeah they're doing better i think at being a little bit more transparent mm-hmm. about what the steps are um but also like i know people who have looked at a g-dub thing and gone oh i'm going to do that color scheme yep. and then my version doesn't quite look the same as their version mm-hmm. because they have got professional painters doing this shit um and they've spent like it's their job you can spend more time mm. um that it's you know you're not comparing apples with apples as well, mm. so it's yeah it is good if that when they're putting out that content that kind of actually steps you through the whole process and your piece can look yeah more or less like what they've done like if and if you know for want of a better scale but if the end result on that GW uh, video is say a ten mm-hmm. and I turn out a seven or an eight. I'm really happy with that. So, you know, because, you know, without that video doing my own style, it might be a five <laughs> or a two. Uh, but um, so those those were the ones I was most happy with anyway. And, yeah, Gars- uh, Gorslav, he was, uh, as Bob Ross likes to say, a happy little accident. <laughs> oh, that guy is the guy that keeps on giving. Yeah. Mm. Um, not to his family anymore. Well, no. But, you know, that's sad. To us, in meme form. In meme form, mainly yes, the important yes, thing, really. Yes. What is the currency of this generation? Yes, memes. You're right. Uh, moving on. Uh, in probably an answer that will shock no one, the best game for the year? Best game is hard to to call um what i will say or most favorite or most fun well what i'll say for this is is the piece that's probably got me the most motivated um and there there are two easy candidates here Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna throw marvel crisis protocol into the ring Mm -hmm. and that is because we started playing with some shit out of the box with the box thing and then the next Next time we sort of caught up, models were painted mm-hmm. and we still had, you know, the, the terrain out of the box, which was not enough on a blank table and all that kind of jazz. And then the next time we show up, there's a little bit more terrain or it's been a little bit painted or it's more shit's undercoated. And every time I've shown up for a game of Marvel Crisis Protocol, there's been a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. And that I've found really motivating to just keep that snowballing. Um, so not only am I really enjoying the game um i really enjoy the objective kind of idea i enjoy the theme element i enjoy just the overall mechanic of the piece the Mm -hmm. fact that it is 
still skirmish scale um, and, and all that jazz, but just the way that we've been relatively consistent mm-hmm. in in games, but every time it's been the, the game has been a little bit more immersive because we've done a little bit more um, to create that. It's just been really easy to keep the motivation up and I think that's probably the piece I've been um, I'm very much one of those people where playing games gets me hobbying mm-hmm. and then seeing stuff hobby gets me playing games which gets me and, it, and it, it does it's this kind of perpetual motion machine and we've seemed to have started <laughs> to get that happening um, and I've missed that probably for a lot I haven't had a lot of um, games recently where I've had enough frequent um, you know, kind of things going on with other people. Um, and it's been you know. consistent too. It really has. And, and you're right. Like it's just, it's been a constant thing and a constant growing thing. And not only that, but the game's really good. Yeah. It makes it really easy. Mm. Um, and it also makes it easy when we're not having bad games because we're not playing against dickheads. Um, you know, it, Unfortunately, and this is this is probably the challenge, you know. And this is me jumping ahead a little bit here. How do we expand what we're doing so we're playing against more mm-hmm. rosters and people and stuff without having bad games? Because the good thing about this is, I know I'm playing you, or I'm playing Jared, or mm-hmm. you know, it's someone I know. And the game is going to be good. We could be playing fucking Naked Twister and the game would be good. Oh, the um, game would be so good. And it'd be actually probably better. We should just think about we doing do that. that. Um, I'll bring the oil. Fuck, we could play, you know, Monopoly and not hate each other. Um, it'd still be a good game, but you add a good game to that and it's next level. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the piece I've been most nervous about is expanding this a little bit more and keeping the level of you know, engagement and immersion mm-hmm. and not having just the, the it's been an unfortunate thing of previous communities I've been into where there's just one or two little bad seeds that just, you kind of hope you don't have to play that person this year, this week. Yep. Um, no, I, yeah, no, I've been there. I've been there, especially with Blood Bowl. Um, you know, the, I was a member of the Melbourne Blood Bowl League for a couple of years. And you have to play that person then. Yeah, so there there are some people who are great, no problems, awesome people to play with, and there are some that just take that, that a little bit too far. Yeah. But I think for MCP, I think the next step, we definitely need to play against more people. Yeah. We do have sort of two people ready and willing Two of our Patreons who are... Well, they're good people. ...the nicest of people, obviously. That's easy. Uh, so both Clinton and Alice have pretty much decent rosters that, you know, they just need a game. So I think that's got to be our next step. Absolutely. All right, that's that's my game. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Uh, I definitely... With you on MCP, the other one for me was Blood Bowl 7s. I mean, the, the other game, uh, yeah, really. The, uh, the, it takes everything that is great about Blood Bowl and shortens it into a little tiny package that you can just hug. Actually play. Yes. <laughs> and the only thing, like the only, only negative that we've had with Blood Bowl 7s this year has been COVID and, and lockdowns and, and delays happening to games that yeah. have been going on. Um, 
But yeah, definitely Blood Bowl 7 is definitely MCP. I was thinking about this, being the DC person that I am, would I like MCP if it was DC? And I don't know. Like, I, mean, I would like the characters, but I, I, I think MCP is kind of, it has that sort of bright feel about it, mm-hmm. which suits Marvel more than it suits DC. I don't know. There we go. The rats are going a bit nuts. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it would work with DC, but that's just me. I mean, I'm trying to work out whether it's the characters that give it the brightness too. I don't know. I mean, I, I think like I think it does. You could I, throw a Justice League in there. You could, but the yeah. I, I mean, know, yeah. the Dark Side Ultimate Encounter would still be a thing. Um, true, true. They do, although, and this is completely tangential, but fuck it, that's why we're here. <clears throat> um, I was listening to some, uh, so after I'd seen Spider-Man, mm-hmm. listening to some Marvel Crisis Protocol content as I was painting Medusa, mm-hmm. talking about Spider-Man villains and the fact that they are potentially a bit darker than a few of the other Potentially, Marvel yes villains and how that was interesting in what is such I mean I suppose the interesting piece is there is the the contrast between Spider-Man's light-hearted quippy kind mm-hmm. of thing dealing with people who are in similar situations potentially um, and dealing with them in a very different way mm-hmm. they're a lot more human ish um and it's about how the humans react and i th- feel like dc do that a lot mm-hmm. more and that's probably where the it's harder to keep that kind of bright happy yes feel yeah i don't know i don't know what it is i mean i i enjoy mcp a lot more than i thought i would considering it is marvel so and that was a shock for me but then again like the for example the batman miniatures game Completely, the thought of it completely terrifies me because it just looks so complicated. This is it. I feel like they've struck a really good balance between sort of playability mm. and depth and not overcomplicating it for the sake of it. Um, I think MCP as a game is probably as accessible, or well, not maybe that's the wrong words, but. There's a contrast between MCP as a game and and being sort of a bit more all-around, a bit more all-inclusive like the cinema experience is. I think a lot more people would get into MCP than Yeah. And look, also arguably the success of the cinema franchise is probably a massive part of that as well. Um, Blah Bowl 7, though. Let's just... Refocus back. <laughs> I honestly don't know when I would choose to play 11s. Well, I mean, I picked up the the corn pitch the other day. I mean, that is why, and we it's would very pretty, and it, it looks incredible, and I need it in my life, but I can't at all put a finger on when I will actually use it because it's a, an 11s pitch. It's not a sevens pitch. And that's the the level that Sevens has integrated into me 
right now. Yeah, I'm in the same space where I just I don't know how many. I'm currently looking at the models for teams that I haven't assembled and got mm-hmm. ready and going. So are you a sevens team or a dungeon ball team or can I <laughs> bastardize you for both? Because that's where my focus is. Yep. Very much so. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know that I need the extra time that 11 players, the extra complexity that 11 players on the pitch makes. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know that I get enough out of the 11's skill progression that I mean, I'm that's, missing out. Well, that's the difference, That right? is the difference, yes. There, so the 11 level of choice. And, you know, that, that star player point farming, mm-hmm. so you can have those kind of super characters and all that. Like, that's kind of where the difference really is. Um Whereas sevens really aims to be a low team value, mm. like they keep it there. Um, yeah, but there's also, definitely no Hollywood star no. high elf players. But that's actually kind of almost the bit I like as well, because <laughs> you do have that player or that team that is leveled to, to fucking high hell, mm-hmm. um, and it is no longer a my team versus your team. It is. Either this player does their thing and you win mm-hmm. or they don't for some bizarre reason because you roll too many ones um, because it's not going to have anything to do with me because they have all the skills to avoid yep. um, anything I can do. Or, you know, I feel like it's either Hail Mary or nothing. Um, no, that makes I love sense. the fact that they don't have star players. So you don't have mm-hmm. the issue that the the broader 11s leagues have with star players. Um I'm okay with playing with starting rosters, like to be honest, um, or just slightly skilled starting rosters where you've got a couple of skills here and there mm-hmm. and, and smattered. I think it's at that that sweet spot. Um, I don't get enough out of developing teams to give up the efficiency of sevens. No, that's fair. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Blood Bowl 7's MCP, I think anybody listening to this that has listened to any other episodes would have absolutely no shock at at that answer from both of us. Look, there's other stuff I really want to play more of, but... This, that last year. Yeah. It was those two. That's it. So, one more question for you. Do you have a particular moment in a game that stuck out to you? And this was the one that I got stuck on and I was really hoping during the course of this episode something would, you know, like lightning strike <laughs> my brain and be like, yeah, that was the thing that really fucking cemented 2021. Um, but unfortunately, you making a thousand dodges of my stalling was last year. Um, <laughs> and that was my 2021 moment. Um, <laughs> and I haven't managed to fuck up. That badly this this bubble season to have no twenty twenty one moment to play. Yeah, so look, it wasn't a fuck up moment that game. It was just that should not have happened. It shouldn't have uh, happened. <laughs> but it's one of those moments. It oh, it's, it, that's what Blood Bowl is good for. It's like the dice will never go in your favor unless you need to make these seventeen dice rolls to win or draw. And, look, and sometimes like that'll happen more often than not. And that is legitimately the the last thing that happened in a game of Blood Bowl for me was the sevens game I was playing against Dylan recently mm-hmm. where it was like the last turn of the game 
and I had to make stupid dice rolls with no re-rolls mm-hmm. to, to level. Yep. Um, and it's only because I needed to make stupid dice rolls that it worked. If yep. it had been something that was fair and reasonable and a sure thing, not a chance in hell. Um, but that was a very much a summing up uh, blob hole kind of moment mm-hmm. that just really, really tickled. I mean, I'm sure that there is. And if I go back and actually listen to, to recaps of games, there would have been some bullshit attack in Marvel Crisis Protocol that resulted in absolutely nothing. Um. Although, what was it? So actually, and, and we didn't really get into this, but I played a game of Marvel with Jared mm-hmm. in the last week and he threw a 16 dice attack. 16. With? Hulk. 16. So the last episode we talked about the game that you guys played oh, with Hammers. It might and have been that. Play. No, it might have been that one. Yeah, um, we have played another one since then, um, which was that, also good that, fun. That sixteen dice is now less now that Hulk has been changed, yes, buffed. Changed. He gets less dice. He gets less yeah. dice. So it's one every four. Four, not every three. three yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, things that would not have affected the outcome at all. <laughs> um, whereas I had a moment in the most recent game that we played where. Over the course of being delivered by Captain Marvel and then having a full turn, She-Hulk threw 21 dice worth of attacks Mm -hmm. at Hawkeye. All of them at Hawkeye? All of them at Hawkeye. Uh Oh, that's not a good sign. And threw a building at him. And was he standing? Yes. (laughs) He was not even KO'd. (laughs) That, that sort of sums up your MCP playing yeah. so far this year or well, last year. Um, yeah, Captain Marvel literally dropped her off turn one mm-hmm. and she drew her basic. It's a seven dice builder. Yep. And then she took a turn and took, did two of those because I thought one will do and I'll knock him out and then I'll yeah. do something else. No, he was still there. Um, and then, yeah, so 21 attacks and then I throw a building at him just out of sheer frustration <laughs> and he still stood at the end of it. I think he'd taken, you know, a couple of damage. He was still still up and kicking. It's probably because he had his own TV show by then. Yeah, fucking dry. <laughs> prima donna. Um, so these are the moments, I think, that really yeah. sum up 2021. Well, there's just, when I thought of this, it was just the one. There was one, one moment that summed everything up for me <laughs> that just sticks in my mind. And you even said it to me. He goes, you said, well, Yours has got to be this. And I'm like, well, it is. That's what I've written down. And it's when three-player MCP game, mm-hmm. Magneto is throwing things left and right and picks up this tiny little trash can and just whiffs it at the back of Widow's head for a potential one damage, which succeeded. That is all you needed. It was, all, it was just, I don't, I don't know... What they did, I don't even know if it knocked her out or anything. I don't care. Pretty like, sure I threw that little tiny trash can back of and head. it worked. Yeah. And that was glorious. And that which, was my moment. Which did lead me directly into the Ultron game that we played, the mm-hmm. Ultimate Encounter with Ultron, 
where we were searching through that trash can, <laughs> left, right, and center for little Timmy. It was the same trash can. It was the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked in that trash can, and little Timmy was not in it. No. And then Ultron did a thing and destroyed the trash can, and little Timmy popped right out. Yep. It was, it's like a, a magician's trick. <laughs> Can't pull a rabbit out of a hat. I can pull a hair out of my ass. It had a fake bottom to the trash can, and he was just <laughs> hiding in the dirt underneath. Ah, well, anyway, that was 2021 for us. Uh, I Look, did... Impressively, there were still moments. There were yeah. still things. Um, Even with everything going on. Absolutely. Like, you know, there's still mild frustration that we didn't manage to knock off that Sevens League. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're at end of the end of this month, it will be done, yeah. one way or the other. She's exciting. I'm, yes. I'm pumped for just... I'm pumped for a reset more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this this season has just unfortunately due to everything and the fact that 2021 has affected everyone individually Mm -hmm. at different times means that just stars have not aligned yes um yeah i'm really hoping for a little bit more just momentum Mm -hmm. well i did put out the the question on facebook it was the december competition uh, just basically give us uh, one of your highlights from our episodes. Uh, the overall majority was that the painted paint pink was yeah. the best thing we did, which I would certainly agree with. Look, it's probably the most value that we've added. Yes, um, definitely. Equally, I, w- I would say, you know, the previous one, if we had asked the same question the year before, mm-hmm. it would have been... I think we answered the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just the interaction that we get, got with that was just huge and, and really humbling. I did want to read out a couple of other tiny little things that people said. Uh, so we had one comment... Too many moments to choose from, but a standout was re-listening to older episodes and hearing Jay say that the Lord of the Rings Fellowship would be quick and easy, and then listening to the pain every subsequent episode. It should have been quick and easy. <laughs> it was going to be. And I understand that I've just kicked off 2021 by saying exactly the same thing about a slightly different thing, <laughs> but that one will be. It's fine. I've got this. And there was another comment which mentioned the uh, smooth my balls. Spots. <laughs> Do I ever tell you that I cashed that in? No. Yeah. You did you? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's just put a pause on the rest of this episode. Continue. Well, uh, I can't remember. I, I was actually looking for. So, and this this fell back to must have been a Father's Day thing because mm-hmm. I was looking for a set of clippers for home because you know COVID haircuts were a thing. And I'm like, well, fuck it. This is on sale. I'm going to give this a red hot crack. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I currently own. So you, you have a smooth my balls kit. Yes. <laughs> ah, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not tell me that. I, I would not have forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cashed that fucker in. Because um, we didn't said anything no, we, did didn't. We? we didn't we... and unfortunately i'm not sure that i can in good conscience recommend <laughs> are they not as smooth as you would hope i feel like their whole their whole catchphrase apart from the smoothness piece was a, about a, a lack of damage yes gotcha <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, dear. That was a low light of 2021, and 2021 had a lot of low lights. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why didn't I hear about this earlier? All right. 2022. It's a new year. Same shit, different pocket. What are you looking forward to? Anything that you're hoping for? I mean, a lot of things. Um, you know, did we put in the, the, the token winning tat slotto so I can quit my job situation <laughs> here? Um, no, there, look, there's a few things and one will come up slightly later in the, um, in, in mm-hmm. the episode. Um, but I feel like just a level of regularity, as I mentioned before, it was kind of, you know, there's a level of frustration or just not even frustration, but there's a piece that just sucks the motivation out of you when you can't get games in, mm-hmm. you can't get things happening regularly and you're not hobbying and yep. it's just easy to get refocused and watch TV or do something else or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that 2022 lets us build that momentum well, realistically, it's 2022 is going to be different because we're all pretty much double vaxxed. Yeah. There's not going to be the lockdowns. What is going to happen is that at some point, everybody's going to get COVID. Correct. So we're not going to have lockdowns. We're going to have ISO. Yeah. So it's going to be individual based, not yep. necessarily mm-hmm. group based, which I think is scarily a benefit for what I'm hoping for here. Yep. Um, and, you know, not that I'm hoping for anyone to get COVID, but I'll have to isolate. Oh, it's going to happen. Like, I think even one of the professionals came out the other day and said, look, you know, the fact of the matter is we are all going to get it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's that's the thing, but the isolations are reducing, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that that kind of jazz. So I feel like it is going to be a, a way to get more regular games in, more regular hobby in, more regular human contact in, and just as a result of that, it is going to be more motivation to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I have probably been putting off for a lot longer than I should have, and it's not going to happen right away, but as, as much as I talked about sort of competition pieces that I had entered, all of these competitions have either been online mm-hmm. or they have been local, yep. like relatively local and things like that. So, you know, big fish, small pond kind of piece mm-hmm. or able to hide behind just the, the anonymity. The of, of it wasn't yeah. done. Um, you can put your best foot forward. Yep. You're not exposing everything what's and all. And I feel like what I do need to do in the next, you know, 12 months is probably a, a long enough period of time is actually put myself on open and out there and just throw something in. Um, I know that they're running the Crimson Brush, um, which is a new painting competition out of CanCon that I'm not going to make. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the first big one. But I fully expect there to be something a little bit more accessible a little bit later in the year um, that I'm going to have to actually just show up in person, put physical models on a table and Mm -hmm. go, please just judge me, do it. Um, Yeah. And it actually doesn't matter what the result is. It doesn't matter what the feedback is that the step for me there is actually just 
pulling the trigger and and putting myself out there mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, so it doesn't matter what I put out and what the result is. And it's just the fact that it's been a competition that there are some pretty fucking amazing painters around Australia that would enter anything of a large scale. And, you know, putting your best work against their best work is intimidating. Yeah. So just getting over that piece is is honestly the, the step that I'm really hoping to do. But what I need to, to do that is to not leave something to the last minute and rush it and skip doing the back and everything and actually... You know, it's almost a start now. So, so whenever this happens, it's actually ready. It's <laughs> actually finished. Complete the piece. Don't get bored halfway and wander off. Um, you know, there's all of that stuff. Um, apart from that, I feel like with 2021, I spent a lot of time just playing with new toys. Like the one thing you could do was buy shit so i bought a lot of contrast paints i bought a lot of oils i bought a lot of you know different things to play with um and i've spent some time playing with all of them and all of them have their uses and i feel like what i need to do is actually go back to basics with 2021 and actually go well here's fundamentally how i paint and here's when i might add in these things Mm -hmm. because i've just been playing with them to, to try things for the last however long um which has been fun but you know, there's also something to be said about just getting shit done and, you know, making your own style, making your own style out of all the tools available to you. And just sort of getting back to basics because, you know, there's been a lot of times I've been painting stuff in recent history where I haven't necessarily picked up the usual paint that I would normally pick up to Mm -hmm. paint a model. Um, So the result is always a little bit of an unknown. Yep. Um, and so I think, you know, going back to basics a little bit, we, and then just injecting those tools when they're most appropriate rather mm-hmm. than just using them for the sake of trying something new. Um, but apart from that, I mean, more sevens, more Marvel mm-hmm. and then anything else is bonus. Like I want to play more Kings of War. I want to do some more stuff. I want to get some more actual finished projects, but you know, everything else is a bonus. That seems fair enough. Uh, for me, painting-wise, I mean, the year before last, I went from 80... Uh, so, I went from 86 models that year to 150 last year. It's, I'm not even going to try to match that. I want to keep going and keep painting as much as I can, even just a little bit each day. But overall, I'm aiming for a positive result so more models painted than purchased or given yeah so i started that early by buying the corn team <laughs> two days ago whatever it was yep, so we're at a negative so, at the moment no that was last year i bought it last year. oh i see what you've done here <laughs> yeah so this year i'm still at a rock hard zero how long do you reckon you can keep that up? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to work it out. So, Oh, actually, no. Technically, technically, you just handed me a sprue, didn't you? Oh, so this is what I Fuck, need to do. I didn't even think of that. Oh. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, 
five, six, there's six models on that spread. So I'm, ne- I'm at negative six at the moment. Great. And so every time you paint something. I'm going to write that down because I will forget that. Negative six. So every time I paint something, I want to, I want to end it. I mean, I'll still keep a track of how many models I finished painting this year, but at the end result is I want to be at a decent positive level. I want to be churning into that backlog a little bit, you know, doing some of the old Underworld screws um, that I just kept on buying but haven't painted them all, that sort of thing. Games-wise, definitely more MCP, definitely more Sevens, definitely more Dungeon Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, any advance on that one game that I've played would be good. And uh, you own it. I feel like you have yes. a, a moral obligation. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Underworlds is the one that I'm not sure about. Yeah, look, I have not done any sort of looking into purchasing anything more for Underworlds, but you know, up until the newest release, I had almost all the warbands, and I like I think I was only missing what one Sigma one. Yeah, and I think I'm pretty sure I'm over half of them painted easy, but that leaves you know. A good percentage of them. But there's still a lot of so there's still, models. Oh, look, you know, there's the lizards, there's the um, the underwater elves, things like that, things yeah. I can paint. You can see where we've dropped off playing games because Underworlds is the one that I own crews for that are not painted mm-hmm. or half painted and then we stopped playing and yes. then I never actually finished them off. So, I mean, that's the kind of case in point there. Um, I just, I don't know if I can be bothered with another rule set no i'm i'm kind of feeling I, I, I don't know if i can be bothered trying to keep up again no I, I mean i'm definitely not interested in keeping up but i'm, I'm almost at that point where i'm like i like to the game in mm-hmm. a vacuum it's fine i mean i played up two tournaments of underworlds yeah i think i came what third or fourth in the first one and came first in the second one and so it was the sort of game that i could see myself playing more at the time, but the enough time has drifted between games that yeah. it'll be now a social game. Absolutely. And I think just trying to find out the best way to, to wangle that as a social mm-hmm. game. And that's the trick, isn't it? Because when you incorporate cards into it as well and keeping the balance even between people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, more Dungeon Ball, more MCP, more Sevens, and then... A couple of Kickstarters that will probably arrive this year. So Masters and X-Men United. Yeah. Looking forward to them. Absolutely. More United, actually. That's Mm. been one of those ones I've wanted to bust out both painting and playing. Um, And there's probably a piece in there about trying some different styles that, again, I've been putting on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to paint some of those and I want to play some more United. I would love to play some more. Absolutely. That's about it from me. Anything else from you until we, uh, before we go on to what's on announcements? No, I can for days, but All just right. if shit I'd like to do, but mm-hmm. probably won't. So let's not put them down <laughs> too much. Um, so I don't. Not too much to evidence. Uh, so announcements. Let's say let's kick it off. First of all, we ran a little competition in December. It was pretty much you know going to be a sort of prize pack as much tailored to the winner as possibly could be done all you had to do was comment on our facebook post about 
you know, what was your favourite part of any episode that we did this year. Uh, as normal, Patreon's got free entries. We drew that tonight and the winner is Lockie. So congratulations, Lockie. I will chuck the video up for that of the draw after this episode goes live, I think. I'm seeing him tomorrow, so I don't think I'll let him know. <laughs> Make him listen. That's um, how you do it. That's it. And we just have to work out what is appropriate for the for the winner. Oh, I've got a couple of ideas. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll work it out. So, uh, so that moves us on to January. We are now in January. Hurrah! This is my month. I like January. Somebody has a birthday in January. It's good. Oh, I was going to say you do too. I do. Uh, so what we thought is we have run little competitions last two months. Let's kick it up a notch and have a... Did we actually speak about this? Shall we do it combined January, February? Yes. Two months? That is what we said. Okay, good. I wasn't sure if we'd actually finalise that or not, but I was just going to say it anyway. So let's kick it back into gear and let's start the new year with a bit of a painting competition. Competition is still the wrong way to look at these things. Painting. Challenge. Challenge. Event. Episode. Excuse. Yeah, painting excuse. I think that. Let's run with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this painting excuse, what we have come up with is... Again, post a picture of, we'll put a, put an event up, post a picture of the model or models that you are pledging up there and then you've got until the end of Feb to get them done. Uh, and the idea is you may use any colours you like to paint them as long as those colours are black, white, and then two colours of your choice. Yeah. So this is all about limiting the amount of colour you can throw at things to any two colours that you choose, mm -hmm. and then black and white. Yep. You can mix them, you can you mash can them together. Different you can shades. If you choose blue, for example, you can have a model that is black and white, and then shades of blue. So you can still do your highlights or dry brushes or however you want to do it. It's just the actual number of colours, which is the limitation. Mm -hmm. So let's see what people come up yeah. with. So on that, and we'll put this in the events, uh, what I would love to see is on the post where you hear, say, here's the model I'm going to paint. You also include what mm -hmm. colours you're going to use. Yep. Um, I I would, and this is what I'm going to try, and it may fail abysmally, but I'm going to try it anyway, right, mm -hmm. is to actually post the four pots of paint that I'm going to use and only use those four pots of paint. Ooh, see, that's Here's that's the black, impressive. here's the white, and here's the two colours. I don't feel the need to you know, do exactly the same thing, but, you know. No, by all means, if you like shades of blue, for example, blue with a bit of white, with a bit more white, with a bit more white. You see where I'm going here. You can do all that sort of stuff. Um yeah, look, I have I have in my mind what I'm going to do. Oh, fuck, well, I don't. But, yeah, I have been thinking about this for a little bit longer than you have, so that, that's fine. Uh, but, yes, no, I have I have plans. But that'll be January and February, so we'll end at end of February, and 
announce the winners early March. Yeah, and contrary to previous events, we will come up with a prize pool in advance. Mm -hmm. We will announce that. We will kind of promote it and you will know what you're playing for. We've done a lot of prep this episode, a lot of thinking and talking before this episode about numerous things, uh, none of which was surprises, but we will work that out. (laughs) So uh, watch this space. I have a couple of ideas, though. Oh, I'm sure you do. So you've got ideas about that. I've got ideas about what I'm painting. Mm, last, but definitely not least. Possibly most. Possibly most. I like most. Most for me. I think it's most. I think it's most. Although, you know, painting competitions always go down well. Um, we are joining forces with our man Tricky Dicky at Throw the Dice. We, yeah, we are not only joining forces, we are crossing streams, we are... Yeah, bumping swords. He is the meat in our sandwich. He is, and it's what glorious meat he is too. The 5th of February. So this is, what are we, just over a month away. Yeah, so all right, all right, right here, what I'll let you do is just take a moment, go and find your diary, mm-hmm. open your phone... Your Google Calendar, your, I don't know how you write things down to remember them for the future. But here is the moment where you go and find a pen and a calendar or something and be prepared to put something on the February 5 little, little, little square. Yes. Cross that, cross that little thing off. Say you're not allowed to work. Can't work. You're, you're busy. You're unavailable that day because you have something to do. You have a prior engagement. You have better things than anything else. Are you getting married that day? Mm, you've got better things Not to anymore. do. Not anymore. Baby Jim? Mm, nah. Hold it. <laughs> Put those legs together. This is hopefully the first of many, or at least more than one. But we are going to be hosting a tournament at Throw the Dice on the 5th of February. This will be all the details for this will go up shortly. We uh, pretty much have more or less finalized all the details. But if you have listened and are tempted by it or have played and have enjoyed a certain game called Blood Bowl Sevens. Even if you're just Seven's Curious. if you oh, By all means. Seven's Curious, we welcome you. If you're Blood Bowl Curious, I reckon we could make it work. Absolutely. Look, this is going to be a Blood Bowl Seven's event. It will go for the day at Throw the Dice. We want it... The basic rules are going to be very simple. We're not going to complicate things with, you know... I've already been told to get back in my box. Yes. There's no team tiers. There's no skill packs. There's no any of the craziness. There's no uh, progression. It's Mm -hmm. just basic sevens. This is an excuse to get a few people together and play some Blood Bowl and enjoy it. And even if you're new to Blood Bowl or to sevens, like this is hopefully going to be... This is the ground floor. Easy enough for everyone. Uh, It will be... Like we said, throw the dice, 5th of February, keep it free, Thoughtless Bowl is coming. I can smell it. 
Sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, But honestly, so this was the other thing in, you know, looking forward to 2022. um, This was the other massive piece. And I haven't been involved in running an event seriously for far too long. And it used to be a significant amount of the the time I put into hobby with different games and just haven't had the, the time, energy, capacity or, you know, fucking will to make it happen. Um. So I am super pumped about just running something for people to come along, throw some dice, at throw the dice. I didn't even plan that, but it happened. <laughs> um, but just have fun playing some Blood Bowl, playing some Sevens. It's going to be super cruisy. It's going to be plenty of time for games. It's not going to be super competitive. You're not going to be dealing with dickheads because I will kick them the fuck out. Um, so... It is going to be the perfect opportunity just to spend a day playing some sevens. Um, we want this to be as fun as possible for everyone involved, us included. So Yeah. I'm so pumped about being involved in events again, though. Um, well, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping that this is something that we get to do on a more regular basis. And, I mean, what better way to kick it off than Blood Bowl sevens, but, you know, there does, is not. There's no limit to what sort of things we can do. If you are interested but haven't played and kind of want a game beforehand, maybe just hit us up. We um more than happy to run you through the rules, help you out, give you any sort of advice. This is, like we say, we want it fun, we want it easy, we want everyone to enjoy themselves. That is as easy as a gay guy. Like that, that is the moral of the story here. Mm. If you want to show up and have a fucking awesome ass day playing some Blood Bowl, February 5, throw the dice, just just come. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to play Blood Bowl, well, let's fix it. If you don't have a team, we can fix that. Yeah. If you want to try something new, we can fix that. Like there, there, is, there is very little that we cannot remedy. Mm-hmm. There are very little rules and... and prerequisites to to this tournament so we will chuck all that up on the facebook page we will create the event we will create the event for the painting event Fuck, we've got events coming out yeah left so right and we're hitting the ground running this year we're gonna trip <laughs> we're um, totally gonna fall on that's our right faces, that's much's problem um <laughs> <laughs> but that I think that's enough. That's the important stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I got nothing more to say. I mean, I I could keep talking, but not add value. (laughs) So you should probably stop (laughs) there. If we didn't want to talk unless we were adding value, then what's the point in doing the podcast? I I meant add value to what we already... Like, if that's the bar... (laughs) I can't, I can't at least, I can't even maintain that. Um, it's all downhill from here. No, no, you heard it here first. Uh, thank you very much to our Patreons. Uh, if you haven't already, give us a follow Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Tweedbean. Um, I will be, oh, I've 
got I've actually got some gear coming to help with uh, streaming. So the idea there is that there will be God, these rats are very active this time of night. Uh, the idea there will be that the streaming will happen a bit more often, which Ooh. will be good. Um, but from Jason and I, we're wishing you a very happy 2022. Let's hope. It's great for everyone. Let's make 22 great again. Yes. Again, again. Oh, this is a Back to the Future moment shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Anyway, that's it. Laters. 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 Casual.